Well, tonight is the third and final presidential debate between President Donald Trump and his challenger, former VP Sleepy Joe Biden. And everyone says that the outcome of the election hinges on Trump's performance in this debate. Notice no one says it hinges on Biden's performance in the debate. That's because the mainstream media is in the tank for Joe Biden. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury from National Preview Online. Please subscribe if you've not already done so to our podcast. Go to the iTunes App Store, search out NP Online and subscribe. You Android users, go to the Google Play Store, download the Podbean app and simply subscribe to it there for free, as you can in the iTunes store. This way you'll never miss a show. You'll automatically be notified. So, what do we have going on here? We have going on a continuation of what happened last week. First of all, everyone is trying to say this is uh, Joe Biden's campaign to lose. Uh, Trump is going to lose. Biden's going to win. Look, some of these projections now are becoming so ridiculous that they're beyond the pale, and you really can't believe them. Um, I uh, saw something on Fox News the other night where it's actually said that they, uh, Brett Baer, I believe, was saying that um, they said Biden's going to win the election with something on the order of 280-some-odd electoral votes. Now, what's curious about this, if you look at the prediction and break it down, this prediction has Trump carrying the state of Michigan with its 16 electoral votes, while simultaneously having Trump losing the state of Texas. Now, does anyone out there really believe that Trump is going to lose the state of Texas? I would think there'd be a greater chance of Trump not carrying Michigan than there would be him not carrying Texas, although I do believe he's going to carry uh, Michigan as well. So you look at these things and you realize how ridiculous they are because Texas has 38 electoral votes. So if that prediction holds true, but logic prevails and Trump takes Texas, that 280 plus some odd electoral vote win for Joe Biden becomes a two becomes a loss. Now, to say nothing of the fact that wherever Biden goes, nobody's there. Where Trump goes, there are massive crowds. So I, I do believe that Trump is going to prevail. But there's a a lot of other things going on here. I I think you should watch the debate tonight. It may be a final example of just how in the tank the mainstream media is for Joe Biden. They're going to mute people's microphones. Let's see who they seem to mute more. Do you think maybe it'll be Donald Trump after they attack him and speak falsehoods about him? I can guarantee it. But there's more bias We saw this story broken by the Fox News Corp last week in the New York Post, suppressed by Facebook, Twitter, and the mainstream media, but picked up by Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and others, Laura Ingram, on the Fox News Channel. There is now incontrovertible evidence. It's not questionable sourcing. They obtained a hard drive from Hunter Biden's computer, and they uncovered an email string. Participants in that email string have verified it as accurate and true. Hunter Biden's own lawyer, despite his client's denial, have identified the hard drive as his by asking the tech company who had it and who serviced it to please return my client's hard drive. So it's pretty hard to say return my client's hard drive if the hard drive wasn't the hard drive of your client. So we now know this is true. We also know the reference to the big guy in this email stream refers to Joe Biden. So now several things are clear. It's clear that not only was 
Hunter Biden using the implied influence of his father to benefit himself and profit. It now seems that Biden was aware of it himself because money was being saved for him. And how else can we explain someone who worked in public office all his life living such a lucrative lifestyle? Biden is in bed with the Chinese. Biden is available for anyone who will buy him, as is his son. That's the way they are. This is what the choice is in this election. A person whose policies is going to ruin the country, who will sell the country down the line even more than they've already done in the past, or somebody who you may think is a little gruff and tweets a little bit too often to your liking, but basically has restored the country, brought jobs back, undertaken great peace initiatives in the Middle East and elsewhere, and has made strides in a lot of areas that nobody ever thought possible, made life a better lot in life for people of African and Hispanic extraction in this country, lowest unemployment levels since they've been measuring them. You can't really fault the man's achievements, but they want you to believe it all comes down to this debate, and it does not. But let's look at the real hypocrites. I mean, you're going to see it all tonight for yourselves on the debate. A lot of people are covering the stuff I've just covered, but I want to talk about the real hypocrites, the Democrats, and I want to talk about two Democrats in particular. I want to talk about the Cuomo twins, the buffoons, the buffoon twins, we're going to call them. Governor Andrew, I don't know too much Cuomo, and Chris, there's no one tougher than me, Cuomo. Okay, Chris Cuomo uh, was called out. He's going to be fined by his own building where he lives because despite his public championing of the mask, they have him on film security cameras walking in and out of his building and in the elevator with no mask. And Chris Cuomo thinks he's a tough piece of work and that he can just do whatever the hell he wants because he's Chris Cuomo, my brother's the governor, and you can't do anything to me. But if he's that tough, how come he backed out of an MMA fight challenge from Steve Crowder? Uh, He supposedly accepted it, and then he backed out. It was supposed to take place in November. And now Steve is going to set the date every month and post it on social media. And every month that Cuomo doesn't show up, he's going to call him a coward. Uh, I personally think he is a coward. I think he has a lot of insecurities. If he didn't, he wouldn't be posting social media of him lifting weights of all stripes. Uh, And um, there's even speculation that one of these videos that shows him lifting a 100-pound dumbbell over his head with one arm uh, is a faked video, and that's not really a 100-pound dumbbell. Uh, And I'll go along with that. I don't think there are many people that can do a tricep extension over your head with a one-pound dumbbell. I mean, I had a personal training business. I did a lot of working out. And one other thing I should tell you, Chrissy Boy, or should I call you Fredo? That's your real name. Um, Unless you plan on bringing those weights with you into the ring against Steve Crowder or anybody else, it's not going to help you. Unless you're going to hit him in the head with it, It's not going to help you. (laughs) They're going to knock you six ways to Sunday. And it's about time somebody did because you got a chip on your shoulder, Pally, and somebody's got to knock it off. But let's talk about the biggest schmuck of all, the biggest swine of all, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Here is a man who is responsible for more deaths in this state than anyone. He says he did nothing wrong. He says he followed the guidelines from the federal government. He says that any investigation would show that he's innocent, 
yet he stifles any investigation. I've said it before. Nobody else is reporting this number. I'm going to report it again. 40%, you heard it right, 40% of all of the COVID-19 deaths that took place in this country this year took place in nursing homes alone in five states, all run by Democrats, California, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Michigan, and the big daddy, New York. 40% in those five states. And this man has the gall to suggest that the deaths of the seniors who were already living in residence in those nursing homes and were not sick, at least not with COVID anyway, came because the staff, through their negligence, introduced the virus. It can't be because the sick patients introduced the virus. But wait till you hear this genius. I'm going to play the clip in its entirety. It's two minutes long. Wait till you hear what this genius has to say about the mask. And then I'm going to point out some hypocrisies. But listen, because it's funny. This is a time for sort of honest, straightforward talk. I said that I think it's disrespectful of people not to wear masks. I mean, think about it. You see all these commercials on TV. We thank you to our heroes. Thank you to the nurses. Thank you to the doctors. Thank you to the transit workers. Thank you to the police officers. And we should be thankful, right? They went to work so all of us could stay safe and go home. The, the least gratitude you can show is at least wear the mask so you don't infect more people who place more of a burden on the hospitals and the nurses and the doctors who were all saying thank you for your, your great service. You really want to say thank you. Then respect them and respect their job and wear the mask so you don't infect people. Well, I don't want to wear a mask. It's not that big a deal. And by the way, you don't wear a mask for yourself. You wear a mask to protect me. I wear a mask to protect you. Uh, We owe each other a certain amount of reasonableness and respect in society. Do I think local government should be enforcing it? And should there be sanctions? Yes. Yes. Uh, Because it is a public health emergency. You know, this is not just do me a favor. This is a public health emergency. And it's a statewide order that I put in place that I'm proud of. And local governments have the responsibility to enforce it. And part of their right, their legal right, is they can have a penalty or a sanction that they impose. You could literally kill someone because you didn't want to wear a mask. I mean, how, how cruel and irresponsible would that be? Okay. So let's break that down. There's a lot of problems with what the governor just said. First of all, virtually none of it is true. You're not going to kill someone because you don't wear a mask. First of all, you can't infect someone simply because you're not wearing a mask unless you're infected yourself. Secondly, we're talking about a virus that overall has a 99% recovery rate. So even if you get it, the chances are you're going to recover. So this notion that you're potentially spreading death by not wearing a mask 
is ludicrous. Third, if it's disrespectful to not wear a mask, and charity and good manners begin at home, Governor, talk to your schmuck little brother, snot knows that he is, because he's walking all over New York without a mask. Convince him. If you can't police your own brother, shut up and stop trying to govern the rest of us. And lastly, that entire speech you heard the hypocrite governor make was made with him in a room full of reporters, you guessed it, not wearing a mask. Governor, shut up and sit down. You're a murderer. You're a thief. Your brother is a shill for you. He has no business being called a journalist and being on CNN or anyplace else, and you have no business being a governor. And if you think that Trump needs an army to walk through New York, you're sadly mistaken. The only person who needs an army to walk through the city of New York is you. The number of people who met death at your hand by your incompetence and your stupidity and your executive orders, numbers in the thousands, and those thousands have families, and most of them would like nothing more than to hit you over the head with a Louisville slugger. So if I were you, I wouldn't be taking any trips outside the governor's mansion anytime soon. It's time for you to lock down, not because of COVID-19, but because your own stupidity, stupidity could put you at great risk and be your undoing. Consider that a public service announcement. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.